Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. In recent discussions of stock market events, volatility has often been a main topic. You may recall that the market has been subject to wide price swings, both up and down, sometimes during one day. This is called volatility, and volatility makes investors nervous. Sometimes, so nervous that they pass on making investments and fail to make profits that they otherwise would have realized. Volatility is a fact of investing life today. Investors in today's market will be well served if they learn how to manage volatility. The universal technique used to manage volatility is called diversification. Diversification in investing is described as investing in a number of different types of assets to reduce the impact of an investment that doesn't work out, meaning that it loses money. It is important to note that diversification doesn't guarantee profits, nor does it insure against losses, but generally speaking, it can prevent significant losses. It can help reduce risk. The goal is to reduce the severity of market losses. Remember, there are risks involved with investing. You can lose money, but there is risk involved with not investing. Inflation and low interest rates can destroy savings. Diversification is the foundation of any intelligent investment strategy. In its purest form, diversification involves investing in stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, and other assets. In today's discussion, we will focus on diversification in stock investing. If you invest in only one company, or if you invest in several companies that are all in the same industry, you are, as they say, putting all of your eggs in one basket. Think of this as extreme investing. If you are right, you can do extremely well, but if you are wrong, or if the industry as a whole suffers a setback, you can do extremely poorly. Diversification mitigates or eases the extremes. In common stock investing, you can reduce the risks of extremes by also investing in real estate investment trusts, also known as REITs. That's spelled capital letters R-E-I-T-S. A REIT is also an equity investment, meaning it is an ownership investment. REITs own, operate, or finance income-producing real estate. They pool money of many investors, like mutual funds do, and allow them to effectively make investments in offices, apartments, warehouses, hotels, self-storage centers, 
and even data centers without the work of managing them. REITs allow investors having small amounts of money to have an ownership interest in assets that were previously available mainly to the rich. To qualify as a REIT, a business must meet the requirements of the Internal Revenue Code. It must primarily own income-producing property that it owns for the long term. This reduces risk. Specifically, it must own income-generating real estate, and 75% of its assets has to be invested in real estate, treasuries, or held as cash. It must also distribute 90% of its taxable income to investors as dividends. REITs do not pay federal income taxes, and that allows them to pay higher dividends than non-REITs. These investments make REITs both less risky and higher yielding investments. Let's summarize the advantages of REIT investing. They are, by definition, established companies that have built income and cash generating businesses. They typically offer high in amount and stable dividends while having the potential for future price appreciation. For the past 20 years, REIT's total returns have outperformed the Standard & Poor's 500 and several other indices. They are publicly traded, so you can easily buy and sell their stock. In other words, they are liquid. Now let's consider the disadvantages. Their capital appreciation or stock price increases could be limited due to their distribution requirements. REIT dividends are taxes ordinary income to investors, so they don't receive the favorable tax treatment as qualified dividends. In my opinion, REITs can serve an important role in any person's investing, including the college student. They encourage long-term investing, which according to many studies, is the most successful type of investing. They often pay substantial dividends that greatly exceed interest paid on bank accounts, and their dividends also exceed that of non-REITs. Let's now consider a few REITs as possible investments. First, Omega Healthcare Investors. The symbol is OHI. Omega owns the real estate for 957 long-term healthcare facilities in the United States and one in the United Kingdom. It does not operate nursing homes, but it owns the real estate that is leased to nursing homes. It provides lease and mortgage financing to operators of skilled nursing facilities, assisted living facilities, and rehab and acute care centers. U.S. demographics favor Omega as 10,000 baby boomers turn age 65 every day, which increases the number of people needing health care services. Omega sells for about $37 per share. Its beta is 0.95, so its stock price has been less risky than the market as a whole. Its price-earnings ratio is 38.47, and its forward P.E. is 19.62. And you remember 
that this projects future higher earnings. This is a positive sign. Its dividend yield is a lofty 7.35%, equally significant. It has raised its dividend every year since 2004, and its dividend growth rate is 10.6%. This means an investor can expect a dividend that is substantially greater than the average, and it can be expected to rise. Rising dividends, when coupled with rising profits, are a formula for higher stock prices for long-term investments. Another REIT worthy of consideration is Healthcare Trust of America. The symbol is HTA. This company owns and operates medical office buildings in 33 U.S. states. These buildings serve as delivery locations for healthcare providers and are located on healthcare campuses near university medical centers or in community outpatient locations. Its portfolio consists of almost 25 million square feet of leasable space. Like Omega, Healthcare Trust is not a provider of healthcare services, but it provides required space for a fee, of course. The aging U.S. population, along with the increased availability of health insurance, adds to the attraction of healthcare trust. HTA, Healthcare Trust, sells for approximately $28 per share. Its beta is 0.95, so it is less risky than the market as a whole. And its price-earnings ratio is 38.47, while its forward PE is 19.62. So it, too, is anticipating rising profits. Its dividend yield is 7.35%, which is substantial in today's market. Let's illustrate how the term real estate investment trust has expanded to include industries other than just real estate. Iron Mountain, symbol IRM, an information management business. It stores records primarily for physical assets, does data backup media, and provides information management services. It operates throughout the world in North America, Europe, Latin America, the Asian Pacific, and Africa. Its clients include many in the legal field, healthcare, life sciences, insurance, energy, entertainment, and government. It not only saves information for clients, it's involved in information destruction that, of course, is requested by the client. It provides digital solutions and compliance record management. Iron Mountain provides important services as the need and use of data is ever-expanding. Iron Mountain has satisfied revised IRS requirements. It sells for about $43 per share and has a beta of 0.82. Its price-earnings ratio is 38.54, and its forward PE is 30.63. So it envisions rising earnings. You remember that we always look for 
a forward PE to be lower than the trailing PE. That indicates rising earnings, a very important factor and a very positive factor. Its dividend yield is 5.72%, and it has raised its dividend every year since 2013. Its 10-year dividend growth rate is a robust 21.7%. Each of the companies we discussed today is labeled a real estate investment company. As you can see, REIT is something of a misnomer, as REITs don't have to be in the real estate business. Each must meet IRS qualifications to be exempt from federal taxes, and each was approved for such treatment. Each pays significantly higher dividends than the average S&P 500 company. And this is largely due to the fact that it doesn't pay income taxes. It can pass on its tax savings to investors in the form of dividends. Each of the companies we discussed today has a record of increasing dividends and increasing earnings. They should go together. This performance is expected to continue for each of these companies. Since they have a track record, they are generally less volatile and less risky. The more you know about a company, the more it has a record, the more practical it is, and likely it is that you can predict future results. That lowers risk. This, in large part, also reduces the risks of REIT investing. So the investments we discussed today, they are suitable for the cautious investor. REITs can be an important part of a balanced and diversified portfolio. Therefore, the risk takers among us, they too should consider them. We will continue to monitor REITs and expect to discuss them again in the future. And until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.